Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is proudly sponsored by the legends at Hunter Valley Promotions on the web at hunterpromo.com.au. They design, manufacture and ship every type of sport uniform you can think of and then some. Shirts, singlets, shorts for your on-field team or for your business. They pride themselves on the best quality, service and price Australia-wide. I'm not going to BS you. I'll tell you exactly how it is. They are the best. They offer speedy, free designs, no hidden extras, and delivered right to your front door. Contact my man, Carpy, at hunterpromo.com.au. Tell him we sent you for an unfiltered deal. That's hunterpromo.com.au. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legend Series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Where do we start with this guy? Perhaps with an admission. Despite the fact he's just three years older than I am, this guy played a role in shaping my values and character. He doesn't know this, well, until now. See, as an impressionable 18-year-old starting work in the media, he was one of the first guys I came across. Physically a giant, but also so much more. He was genuine, Polite, humble, respectful, engaging. What a wonderful list of personal assets. I looked at him as an example of what a good man was. Glad I did too. And yeah, those personal traits he had back in 1990, he's retained. He is, well, he is the ultimate man's man. I think that's what impressed me the most. That was off the field. On it, He was all of that and more. But who is Paul Harrigan? Yeah, wow. Well, Paul Harrigan's a a boy who was born in the coalfields of Karikari near Newcastle. Um, Moved to Lake Macquarie, the shores of Lake Macquarie. Had a, um, a really idyllic upbringing on the lake and um, the Pacific Ocean. I love surfing and rugby league. They are my two passions. School certainly wasn't one of them, but I did my best. Yeah, and um, yeah, just um, I suppose followed a pathway that was, was pretty pretty clear set for me um, of rugby league. There was nothing too much else in my life that was um, excelling. So I um, yeah, gave it everything you got. Um, lived in the one town, played uh, in the one town. Very uh, much, um, yeah, I love where I come from. Yeah. And uh, all my mates and, and uh, very, very loyal. So I feel really blessed. I feel like I've had a, a really nice, uh, pleasant life. So Paul Harrigan, I suppose, is a guy who's yeah, pretty grateful for um, 
all the little things in his life and, and um, yeah, there's a still a little road uh, to go yet, but yeah. so far, so good. As we sit here in 2022, how's the body, how's the mind? You look like you could tackle Payne Haas and run through Junior Paula. You, you look fabulous. Yeah, we might have a look at your glasses, big fella. <laughs> look, I, I, I do try and do something every day, um, albeit not much, not running or anything of that nature. So I do feel good. And, and I did have like nine operations, one – I think for a while they had one every year for about you know, nine years just to keep mm. the knees going. So it's not um, it's not the easiest thing in the world. But I just yeah I just keep keep moving. Um, and as I said so far, and considering all the um, the bumps and bruises to the body and the mm. head and all those type of things, I actually find I'm getting probably a little bit better and better in a few of those regions, which is great. You begin to self improvement. We were chatting before this interview, but. You're constantly looking at improving yourself, it's stimulating yourself, and your your mind is very open even in your early fifties. Oh yeah, no, I mean you you mate, you can skid your wheels when you finish playing your career uh, if you don't watch it and you, you mm. lose a bit of time and you and you don't feel real happy about yourself or anything. And it's the same when you sort of get into that next stage where you're just about getting close to to maybe winding up work and, mm. and looking at that that final stage and. I just think it's the most exciting thing that there is. You know, it's so thrilling to actually start getting really interested in in, in things that you've always wanted to mm. do. But yeah, it's it's just um, you really got to embrace it, I reckon. Otherwise, because you get too caught up in the in the physical things, mm. where I can't train anymore, I can't surf anymore, I can't do that. Um, and there will come a time. It's not yet, of course, yeah. but in a long, you know, long way away. Hopefully, that that is less in your life and you've got to transfer it into other things that, that you get your thrill out of. And, um, yeah, I just think uh, a lot of people um, I'm sort of talk to are just missing the point that by continually learning new things, mm. you get – that's a really – like it's a, one of the pillars that hold up, you know, happiness. Mm. You've, got to, you've got to keep moving and keep learning and I think that's, that's a key. So, I, yeah, I think it's really exciting. We met 31 years ago. You were positive and energetic then. You're positive and energetic now. Is that a natural trait? Does that come from mum and dad? Um, yep, yep. Mum and mum and dad were great. They were realists, though. Um, you know, I'd have a crazy idea. The old man had sorted out. And I'd have to try pretty hard for him to get his get the the, uh, the twenty dollar bill out of his pocket to give it to me. Yeah. Whatever I was thinking of doing, but. Um, you know, they supported me great. In fact, um, I, I wouldn't have done anything um, that worked out well for me if it wasn't for this. They just said, mate, I can see you having to go. You've been fair mm. Mate, we'll take care of everything else behind you. You just go and be really focused. Um, and, I, and I do believe that, That you know, I say to, to a lot of kids that you, you go through school, you don't have to know about every subject, everything. Like even when you're an adult, you don't have mm. to know the portfolio for educational, how the ozone layer is doing, whatever yeah. it's doing, just pick one thing and be really good at it. Yeah. And you find that when you're close to the best at whatever you do, all the other things that you think you're interested in, like whether it be notoriety or the money or the – they all just follow mm. when, you're, when you're, you eat and sleep something, when you're the best at it. So that's all I did essentially. I worked out that there's nothing else really going for me and I, I just ate and slept um, – rugby league and um, whatever uh, in my career, no no uh, stratospheric heights compared to many others, but I just know that I did the best I could 
and that's the satisfying thing, you know. Let's wind the clock back to debut day, Sunday, July 17, 1988. 6,110 fans at Leichhardt Oval. Billy Harrigan was the referee. The Tigers boasted a forward pack that included Wayne Pearce, David Brooks, Paul Sirinan, Bruce Maguire, Ben Elias, Steve Roach. Wow. That's good pack, isn't it? Is, yeah. That's an initiation. <laughs> yeah, that's a great pack. Yeah, no, I remember, I remember that one. In fact, I remember... Um, Starting in my first starting game as well against the Bulldogs um, okay. at, at home um, at Marathon Stadium. But I certainly remember that game at Leichhardt. Um, what a great thrill because uh, obviously you know, two or three years before that, I'm just mucking around the local league here uh, as a junior and then all of a sudden you're up against – You're watching those yeah, guys. Yeah, you're watching yeah. – you're playing against those guys. So, yeah, a, a, a great thrill, um, a great memory. But it's it's um, you, you don't. It's funny once you start competing and everyone's the same. Is that yeah. all that stuff goes out the window? And um, you know you got this you got this pretty fit body like you're a youth. Yeah. You, you got this uh, this vehicle that that there loves a bit of hard yard yakka can run and recover yeah. quick. So it was pretty good pretty good fun. And then you get that those boys is kind of like at the the crossroad where um, their athleticism. And their experience were just crossing right over yep. at the peak, you know, so they're right at their best. So, yeah, great, great memory. I'm going to test your memory here. You did start from the bench at Leichhardt Oval. Do you remember what jersey number you were wearing? No. Everyone on the Knights bench in that game had jerseys starting with a two. You were 28. Five games in 88, nine games in 89 and 90, a lot of injury for a young bloke. It was 91 where you first made your mark. You were the raging bull before the raging bull. You were fearless, brutal, reckless, wild, half crazy almost. You were all in. That was Paul Harrigan. Yep, I think I heard those few words at the judiciary uh... <laughs> <laughs> with the reckless and careless thing. Um, yeah, but you know what? A lot of people don't realise is that from 89 and basically nearly all of 90, mm. um, I didn't play a lot. I, 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 I was so keen to make the um, – you know, I made a goal when I was about seven. I want to play for Australia. I had no right to think it then. Wow. And I was at a loose end. I was, remember driving around McKingswood. At, uh, at Carl Oval, the local ground, I thought, you know what, I haven't got too much else going for me. Um, and, um, yeah, the thought came in and, and I had no right to, to think, as I said before, to think those things. Um, but I thought I'm going to give it my best shot. So if I knew how hard the ride would be, I probably never would do it. It was, it was so hard because yeah. um, everything was going swimmingly. Um, the night, first thing I had to do to do play for Australia from here was that the Knights come in because yep. I would have been like everyone else here you got to leave, go to Sydney, you know, the big time to get a mm. start. So I could sleep in my own bed at home with mum yeah. and dad, just over here on the lake at Belmont, and play in the big time. So that's a tick. So that came in. Hey, legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go, from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. 
Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week, and we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. But when it came to, everything was going good, but when it came to 1990, uh, I, 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 I suffered a series of injuries um, which started off with knees. I made the, the, the country, city country team, um, the start of 1990, and I had to pull out. And I was so, I was devastated because I'd eaten and slept uh, that goal. It consumed me. And everyone wow. thought I was getting weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to. I had to be that committed. Mm. Um, um, that was just, I suppose, my way. And then that got taken away. And at the same time, I was working at the BHP as a fitter and turner. So mm. I'd done my apprenticeship. Uh, those days and I just finished like the football became professional yeah so I wasn't playing football I wasn't working I had no money Um, and mum and dad uh, dad just got his back crushed in the mines so he was on the invalid pension so he used to say mate you're killing me you're getting like sunburnt from the light in the fridge you're eating that much knock (laughs) knock it off Um, so it was a really tough time so uh, when uh, I finally got over that knee injury and I wasn't earning basically anything uh, from the nights in those yep. days. Um, I came back and I tore my hamstring straight away and I was just devastated. And I tried to come back again because the few games that I did play at the start of that year, Bozo Bob Fulton uh, made contact with me and said, mate, you, you, you're, 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 you're looking good. For this this tour, and I remember I got me in the match against the Penrith game at the start of the year, and I got picked in the city country team. So it was just I was tantalisingly close to achieving the goal. This is the 90, 90, 90, 90 kangaroo, 90 tour, kangaroo yep. tour, yeah. So I was so close, and I made another attempt to try and come back to to, to salvage this goal. Yep. get on the kangaroo tour. There was about eight games to go, and um, I tore it for the second time, and I went down to rock bottom. From there, it got worse because uh, I go, I'm going to the Sydney specialist, and they're going, you're tearing your hamstring all the time because there's something wrong with your back, and there's something to do with facet joints, and this is not right. We might have to operate on your back. And then another guy's going, mate, if you operate, if they operate on your back, you may not be the same. You might. So I've gone from you know what started off bad to worse, worse, worse. As I said, I didn't have a cent to bless me name. I had this old yellow um, falcon. That had wire for um, uh, door 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 knobs. Like had no handles. <laughs> I had a pla- orange plastic uh, petrol cap because someone nicked my pe- uh, petrol cap, <laughs> um, mate. It was it was a bomb. But that's all uh, I basically could afford at the time. And and I used to snip my old mum and dad for cash. The old man reckoned he was, he, he was the barber because I was snipping him all the time. But um, yeah, it just got worse and worse and worse. And to the point where I was I I wasn't. Um, Contracted with the Knights next year, that that were never going to let me, me go. But it, it was going to be a, like a medial contract compared to yeah. what I could have could have been. So, so anyway, I went all off season. I missed out on the tour. I was miserable, but I made up my mind. Uh, it steeled me so much. So I I actually convinced myself that I'd already made uh, the country team, yep. uh, the New South Wales team. I visualised so carefully how it looked, how I played, um, and then when I first played for Australia. 
So I got to the point where I was, I was, I'd already done the goal. I'd already done it. Yep. Uh, and I thought if I'm doing it in my darkest times where it's like uh, everything's falling around from me, well, cut long story short, I came back early. I come back, it took me about five games or four games, I'm not sure, mm. into 1991 and I started off in reserve grade. Um, we're playing the Bulldogs. I take the ball up early in the game and I get knocked out um, so bad that uh, I didn't wake up until I was in the dressing room. So there's five minutes. Wow. And then I didn't remember too much about getting home. I, I get the scans, there's bleeding on the brain. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of trouble mm. again. So I go, I've given this thing everything I've got. Like I, I said, I escaped my inner mind to, to construct everything else supposed to go. Yeah. And again, I get, I get, I thought, that's the second time I thought oh, I'm, I'm going to give up. So I reckon with any decent goal, you nearly give up at least twice. Uh, there was another time a bit early on I was just about to go, this is ridiculous. But I hung in there. I don't know how I did. But from that period where I was, the guy's going, mate, you're going to be out for a month um, uh, with with this, con- you know, like you got bleeding on the brain. Yep. Within two weeks I'm um, I'm playing again um, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a Smart thing to do, but I was so hungry. Yeah. I did, yep. um, and then uh, all of a sudden I'm back in the rep scene again, and and I had a good year. And luckily, because yeah. Wayne Bennett said, "Mate, come up and see us the Broncos. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take you." Uh, and the Knights um, said, "Well, mate, we'll, we'll negotiate as well." So yep. I remember going, getting ready to go up on the airplane with Dad, and I said, "I don't want to go," um, because one of the coaches rang up. He said, "When you win a grand final." Um, what colour is your socks? You know, visualise that. What colour is your socks? And I said, oh, it's red and blue. Anyway, so I rang up Wayne and I said, mate, I'm, I'm not coming up, you know. Yeah. He said, what? Are you serious? He said, mate, this will be the opportunity of your lifetime. You get up here. Um, and I said, no, thanks. Uh, I, 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 I want to stay at home. Yeah. And all my mates ripped me off for the next five years. <laughs> they won it in 92. They won it in 93. <laughs> like they won it 40,000. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he said, he said, it's all right. He said, I'm, I'm, I'll... Uh, I've been, uh, he said, just in case you didn't come to the office, I've been talking to Glenn Lazarus, so I'm going to go and sign him. So the, the, the big fella, the brick for the eyes. Um, um, yeah, so so that that was it. I got signed. So in 1992, uh, like you say, a lot of people said, oh, geez, you come from nowhere. Uh, you come on the scene. Um, but that year, I'd, I'd, I'd worked it all out. So I, I went, went, I made the city, 1992, I made the city country yep. team, exactly where I left it off two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got me of the match. We won for the first time in 17 years. I got picked in origin. We won that for the first time in ages. Gus gives me the man of the series ball. I walk out of the Sydney cricket ground with Dad. I get picked in the team. We play straight away. We play three um, three games against um, England. We yep. won. But, again, it's funny. Before every big thing um, or uh, in my life, um, big achievement for me, uh, there's always a test. So you wouldn't believe it. Before I go into camp, the New South Wales team in 1991. Yeah, I redo. I tear the cartilage in my um, left knee, a bucket head handle tear of the lateral cartilage, and I can't walk. This episode is proudly sponsored by the legends at Hunter Valley Promotions on the web at hunterpromo.com.au. They design, manufacture and ship every type of sport uniform you can think of and then some. Shirts, singlets, shorts for your on-field team or for your business. 
They pride themselves on the best quality, service and price Australia-wide. I'm not going to BS you. I'll tell you exactly how it is. They are the best. They offer speedy, free designs, no hidden extras and delivered right to your front door. Contact my man, Carpy, at hunterpromo.com.au. Tell him we sent you for an unfiltered deal. That's hunterpromo.com.au. And, I'm, and, and I, I know I'm gone. Um, so I asked uh, um, Neil Halpin, a great family friend and doctor, mate, what can I do? Um, and he said, mate, you, you're, you're on a wing and a prayer here, big fella, but we'll, we'll help you out as much as you can. So I said, my, my doctor at Newcastle ruled me out. Yep. He said, mate, he's no good. And I, I said, no, let me go down there. So, um, and then the course I played okay and everything went good and mm. we won the first game. They said, oh, mate, I know that you, you're carrying something. So they give me a, a lot of latitude to, to work on it yep. with the physio. What, what about that when you scope something out in your mind, though? Yeah. I, I got through all those three games with Origin. And we won. As I said, I got them in. I was so, I couldn't believe it. And then we played the three um, tests against England. And as soon as I finished that third game, my, I couldn't walk another step. I, my knee collapsed. And, and I got operated on and I missed a long, long time. And that's the knee that still dogs me now because of that, that period. So every time, it did nothing come easy for me, <laughs> let me tell you, in, uh, in, in my footy career. So You'd go on to become a captain in time of your club, your, your state and your country. But even from the early days, it was evident you are a leader. There's a difference between a captain and a leader. What's a, a leader mean to Paul Harrigan? Yeah, leadership is a really, um, you know, you go talk in the corporate world about leadership and, and it's, a, it's a different beast. On, on, a, on a footy field, you, you, you don't have to be the designer of what play we're doing, when we're doing it, mm. why we're doing it. Um, you, you need to be one of those guys who um, can help turn the game around at any t- at any time, but you also need to have empathy with everyone in the team. So it's so easy. Like you don't just pick the best player in the team to be captain, I don't think, too often yep. because mm-hmm. – Usually you're really concentrated on yourself. I mean, you've got to be. It's a yep. you know, any any individual sport, team sport. You've got to be really focused on what you're doing. And for the Knights, we're like any other team for a while, where we, you just you look at how many runs that I do, how many tackles that I do, mm. and you know it's great. But we started the change, um, and when I was in captaincy after going to um, an army camp in Singleton, where where the army guys, you know, when whoever makes the mistake in their realm, doesn't pay the fine or doesn't do what everyone else does. Mm. And we started doing that under the tutelage of Malcolm Reilly. And then we started doing it on the field as well, where if you make the mistake, you, you don't make up. We, 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 we make up for it. Yep. And I reckon that was the best leadership that we're, we're in because I was you're just part of um, a philosophy that we're all bought into. Yeah. And um, it was just wonderful and, and, a, and a pleasure to play. And so leadership – um, for me, is ultimately well. Put it this way: if you're in the if you're in the um, if you're in the uh, commercial world, uh, a great leader makes other great leaders. He doesn't want to keep everyone down, yep. or you, you want to make people as mm. great as yourself, or if not greater. That's the sign of, of a great 
you know, leader or, or a great coach. But when you're playing footy alongside, you, you, you just you just want to be that guy that you know when when you're standing on the def, you know on your own trial line and things are terrible. Yeah. You know, you, when someone looks to the left and they see you there, you you like to think that you know. You know, our motto at the Knights is that you're the player that every other player wants to play with, yep. you know, and, and you go, oh, I'm glad I'm beside him. I know he's not going to let me down. That'll do. The rest all comes. I mean, you've got your great, your great designers of, of a set, you know, your halves, your hopefully, yeah. um, and others. But, yeah, a great leader. I suppose in a nutshell is that if you oh, – I love our motto at Knights. I really do. I think yeah. if you fulfil that – you know, everyone wants to play with you. You're the guy that everyone else wants to play with. That's a good thing. At this time, you're 24, 25, I guess, when you make your debut for country, New South Wales and Australia. You're still very much learning your craft as a front rower. In these mm. rep camps, who did you look to as, I guess, the the type of footballer, the type of bloke, the type of mentality you wanted to try and emulate? Who was the alpha male that set the standard that you wanted to follow? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I, I've got, Look, at that age, when I, 1992, coming into Origin and we hadn't won a long time, Gus was really influential the way he coached yeah. for me, on me. Um, he had a, a really – it resonated with me. He, he yep. could explain something, but he'd sprinkle it with emotion, you know, something basic that still make the, the hairs in the back of your neck yep. stand up. So he, he was influential on, on – um, and I think any rap you can give a coach is to say that he got the best out of me. Yes. And I think, I think he did out of us in that, um, in that group. But as far as playing, I reckon um, I really – I really like – when, when, when I first made the Australian team, we would start doing tours and all that type of stuff. Uh, it was a great thrill to play with Mal. Um, yeah. Mal Meninga, because uh, there's something reassuring when you're playing with yeah. Mal, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think he, uh, you know, if you – any team or any era, he, mm. he's a, he was wonderful. Um, I, I, I did like – I did see um, with Freddie and, and Laurie Daly – Freddie Fittler, Laurie Dale. Mm. Some of the times that we, we we lost games so close in Origin, they had wonderful attitudes. They were flipping it straight away. I remember um, remember that try, uh, the last minute that was scored there by um, the famous try. The famous try. Ninety-four. Yep. Was it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, great example where we played. We were the better team all game. They scored that last minute try, which is very famous. And um, but before we were having a shower, um, those two guys were starting to go, mate. We got these guys. We got these guys. Wow. And 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 turn it around. And I'd never really experienced that before. I was shattered. I was like, oh, mate. I'll give everything I got. But no, they went, no, no, no. Mate, we're letting it go already. Boom. And um, so they're, they're, they're traits of champions. Yeah. You know. And 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 honestly, by by the time we walked out of that dressing room. Um, Gus had made uh, an affirmation out of all that and he said, we win in, because the next game was in Melbourne, mm. we, and that was game two, we win in Melbourne, we win the series. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. 
The weekly wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.